holding on to a client that do not belong into your world, you are losing a lot because think of the opportunity cost that you are leaving behind. It's massive. It's massive. It's so much better to be able to work with a client that should be in your world, in, in your business, because things just become so much easier and you will love it. Have you ever let stress get the better of you? Want to know how to maximize your productivity? My name is Tommy Bowie. Follow me as I deep dive into the minds of successful entrepreneurs and industry professionals on the tools, tips, and strategies they use to overcome stress and boost productivity in their daily lives, especially when the going gets tough and the stakes are high. This is the Stressless Entrepreneur Podcast. My guest today is a former communist kid who left the Eastern Bloc with 200 pounds in her pocket to pursue her passion for design. Working across the creative industry in London, her last full-time job was for a big corporation where she realized this was not her chosen path. So she quit to travel two years solo around the world. Exploring the world was a heart-opening experience, leading her to a calling and an entrepreneurship journey. I am joined today with Zuzana, who helps entrepreneurs and small business owners gain clarity and reach alignment with their dream customer. Zuzana, thank you for coming on the Stressless Entrepreneur Podcast. Tommy, thank you so much for having me. I'm looking forward to this. Zuzana, I wanted to get you on the show today because you're an entrepreneur who's developed a method called the Who Method, which helps entrepreneurs understand who exactly their target audience is and how their business can deliver value to that target audience. So I wanted to dig deeper into that framework. But before we do that, are you able to tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got started with entrepreneurship? Yeah, absolutely. So my background might be a little bit different, I guess, you know, to your other podcast guests. So I was born in Czechoslovakia. So during the communist time, so I'm literally am a communist kid. And, mm -hmm. you know, during my childhood, I was always told that I won't be able to do exactly what I want. Like I really, I really wanted to travel, for example, and see the world. So that was one of the things where it was like, no, no, don't even speak about it out loud. So I just, you know, I just grew up in a very different conditioning, let's put it that way. And uh, I was also very fortunate that uh, my generation was one of the first generations that was actually able to, you know, leave because the transition and the change of regime, uh, you know, happened when I was a teenager. And yeah, I just, uh, I, I took that opportunity and my first ever, you know, trip on my own uh, was actually to England to, and I came to London where I slowly, gradually over the years, obviously I needed to learn English first properly and, you know, all that very important thing to be mm -hmm. able to actually talk. And then really, uh, I always been on a creative side. So I always been very curious about, you know, arts, about design. And that was, that was something that really captivated me. And that was the root kind of naturally just surfaced up for me. And I managed to make my way through the creative industry here in London as a senior, you know, designer. So I, I went through uh, different fields from uh, graphic design to interaction design to user experience and customer experience design. So that is really my, you know, commercial background. And I worked uh, across uh, many different campaigns, very interesting projects, a huge clients, even small clients like a startups. Uh, so I, I have a vast experience, you know, in, in working uh, on the teams that were actually creating a different uh, solutions from advertising than more to like a software creation, application creation, 
and even to just a you know like a physical spaces or products so my experience really is you know the spectrum is really really vast and that was my background really and when I was you could say like at the top of my career here in London I reached a point where I started to really question, you know, is, is this really, you know, where I want to be or, you know, is there anything else basically? And it all rooted me back to my childhood where I had this dream to, to just go and travel and see the world. And I, I quit a very, <laughs> very good job. And I just went traveling around the world for two years on my own. And this is where I would say my entrepreneurial spirit, my just curiosity about the world, about life and what, what else is there really kicked in. And, you know, traveling and entrepreneurship are pretty fairly similar. And also as a, as a designer, I can say there are so many similarities between, you know, designers and entrepreneurs because essentially we all solve problems. Yep. And when it comes to that time that you made the decision to, to travel, was that a hard decision to make? You know, you built up all this effort to to get to where you are in terms of having a secure job, uh, especially in the creative industry. I guess it's it's tough for people not from the, the country, so not from London, and having that career built up. What was going through your mind during the travels before and I think after as well when you finished the, the two years? Yeah, it's it was a very interesting time because obviously you, you start questioning everything and you you know, lay out the options in front of you, right? Like what's really happening. And I just ended up using one of the very simple questions that really helped me to get through a moment in my life where the decision is really hard for me. Like I, I'm not, I'm just don't have that clarity. You know, I can't see. And many times that's normal. You know, there's no way you're going to know exactly what's going to happen tomorrow and you need to learn how to be okay with that. And essentially, I asked myself a very simple question, and it was this one. Would I regret not going traveling now? And the answer was totally, I would regret. Like, it was so, like, it was screaming through my pores. And I said, okay, <laughs> let's start organizing that. Like, let's make it happen. And so, you know, that was before the travels. And as soon as I was traveling, probably like maybe half a year, I was like, this was the best ever decision I could have ever done for myself because I just realized that, you know, when you're on a road and when you're, especially in a countries that are so different to yours or that are super remote and just customs are different, people are different. You just realize like there is so much you can learn from these experiences. So I would say traveling is far better than any kind of school or educational system out there. Like for me, 100%. And, you know, I, I done my studies and everything. So I can compare, right? And I was like, oh my gosh, like this was the best because it's just so powerful. It is just so powerful. And you are literally in it. You are experiencing it. And it is your responsibility to make sure that, you know, you stay safe or that you really go and explore things that you really wanted to. You cannot just hide somewhere and rely on. No, it is your life. This is essentially a living your life, you know, so amazing. Just, you know, two years being completely away from Europe was just, just really amazing experience. I learned so much and it just grew me in so many different levels, really brought a lot of resilience, a lot of just appreciation for, you know, for the world and for people. So that was just a, yeah, remarkable experience. Highly recommend anyone who can please go travel. <laughs> Yeah, I've done my fair share of travel as well. I'm from Australia. I was fortunate enough to go overseas to 
London for a, a year over there. Oh, so I nice. got to see a bit of Europe during that time as mm. well. So, and it's funny that you said that traveling and entrepreneurship are very similar because when you're traveling, you don't really know what, what's coming and what to mm. expect. And any new experience is an experience in, in itself. And then, then over time you get to, even though you're nervous or scared, it becomes a bit more comfortable and you're able to kind of expect the uncertainty that comes through. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I can totally see the reason for travel and how it's changed your, your viewpoint. You mentioned clarity before you didn't have much clarity what was it with all that traveling and coming back you know what made you decide to go and become an entrepreneur and do your own thing there's no like particular you know the decisive moment it just came naturally mm. it was just there was no other way i could function i could express myself or you know i could be then an independent entrepreneur or the independent designer or in independent problem solver, independent soul, you know, you know, I got a lot of clarity into what my strengths are and where I can really bring in a lot of value to people or to companies or to projects. And for me, I've seen a very important thing that, and this is what I definitely learned on, on a travel is that to be okay with uncertainty. And that means, you know, if you go your own way as an entrepreneur, you are 100% responsible for everything that happens. And if you are not, you're fooling yourself because if you allow to be, you know, with excuses of circumstances, you become a victim of the circumstance. So it, it's very important to understand that. And, you know, me really being able to come in to the projects or come in and help clients with certain things and then leave and then leave them, uh, you know, where everything is set uh, the right way and they know exactly where they are heading. This is part of the mastery, right, that I learned because it's okay for me to do that. And I'll tell you exactly why. More I'm exposed to different circumstances, different problems, maybe different companies, better I become at helping them because the exposure to variety of the things really makes my experience rich. So I'm able to bring in a different problem solving or different approach to things because I have seen that or I've done it or I have learned that somewhere else prior. And this variety really, you know, allows you to really help maybe companies pivot in, in a certain product or help them to see it from a different perspective. So it really enriches me, you know, as a, as a person and also as a professional, because I'm able to just, just help them to, to see certain things from a different perspective. And sometimes, you know, problem, sometimes certain problems that, uh, that I come into to try to solve, I usually tend to see that, you know, we actually ended up reframing them. So it's really a matter of understanding how to ask the right, right questions and, uh, you know, just be open-minded. And, what, you know, anytime I come in, I don't know how it is for you, but anytime you're trying to solve something, then your perspective will be very, you know, very important for the moment, but then knowing how to listen to other perspectives, uh, how to actually allow for everyone to express themselves is where the magic is, because it's not about me and what I think how the things should be solved. It's about trying to see that, you know, the essence of the things that, that, that needs to be solved. And when it comes to entrepreneurship, there isn't a right way to do it. Yeah. Every person has their unique way mm -hmm. to achieve success. Mm. And that's the same with business optimization as well. So when you come in and you're looking at a business, each one is independent of any other business and realize a different perspective in terms of trying to help that business succeed. Yeah, 100%. 
In terms of your value proposition at the moment, what is it that you do to help entrepreneurs or businesses succeed? So for the bigger clients, you could say that I am a user experience and customer experience consultant. And out of the work, I see the power that happens. And I would be usually the, you know, the professional working behind the scenes for bigger companies or, you know, on the teams that are compiled of specialists to actually work at the beginning of, uh, for example, a new product or maybe the pivoting of the company or, or something like that. But basically, it's all about what happens before the product is actually created. So I would be, you know, working behind the scenes, actually gathering a lot of information and then also going through the information. So you could also call it a, a customer research. And I would be working together with other specialists that would be doing a market research and just, just gathering the requirements and really being the voice of the customer. So I would become really very closely aligned with the customer and become their voice for the business. And, you know, that power that I've seen, that knowledge that comes out of it, the data that is behind it. And, you know, any company who is able to actually join the data, which is very logical, with the emotional part and psychological part of their customers and understanding those two things it's super powerful because, you know, then, then they are really able to serve their customers or clients on a whole new level. And, you know, those companies are really successful and still, and it doesn't matter what kind of, you know, economy we have, those who really understand this powerful, you know, a part of the business, so which happens before you actually try to launch anything, you know, money is in research. And one thing that I realized, uh, because I have many entrepreneurs as a friends, I realized that they're lacking this knowledge. And then some of them have a, a certain understanding. Some of them are doing much better than the you know, other, but most of the people get really stuck in here and you know, underestimating the importance of knowing the target audience, right? Or your dream customer keeps entrepreneurs stuck, literally. Like it's a hamster wheel because a lot of them assume what their ideal customer really wants. But they do not have the right data behind. They didn't validate enough. There's just lots of assumptions and then lots of pain for the entrepreneurs, for the small businesses, because guess what? And you know it very well. They might have amazing products or they might be amazing you know, experts in their field, but they are not able to communicate their message right. They are not able to really target the right audience. And it's, a, you know, it's an utter disaster and it's very disheartening for me to see. So this is where I decided really to create the Who Methods to really help to bridge that, you know, lack of uh, knowledge and really bring something that is easily digestible and about the all fast to implement. But many people, and especially entrepreneurs, they don't really understand how this is done. And this is, this is done behind the scenes by companies that are really, really successful. Why is it, do you think that entrepreneurs and small businesses struggle in identifying or connecting their skill sets to their target audience? I would say... They're not having the right information on how to do it. These are the foundational pieces of the business. So, mm, it, mm. and these, this is the timeless knowledge for the business. And I'm not talking about, you know, strategies or tactics because they come much later. You're going to know that there is plenty of information about how to launch, you know, what kind of strategies and, and tactics you should, you should use for launching your product. But it's pointless to learn something when there is no one listening. And mm -hmm. no one understanding. So I'm talking about really the timeless knowledge, which I haven't seen many entrepreneurs or anyone who is in a field of educating, right? Or marketing or marketers 
really tapping into the details and, and explaining why this is so important. And, you know, like you can see a lot of um, successful marketers and don't get me wrong, some of them are really, really good, really smart. And, you know, the, their businesses are, are thriving. However, uh, there's a lack of information, basically how to connect that. And, you know, entrepreneurs do not see the correlations between understanding themselves, first of all, so their principles, their values, you know, what really matters to them, and then being able to look into who are the people that they really, really want to serve them. You know, like they do not, they don't know how to connect to their ideal client. They don't have a clarity. Again, one of the key words, having a clarity of being able to understand who, who are the people that are really aligned with them. And this is, you know, this is part of the who method, which is really talking about the business and client alignment. This is crucial, crucial. And there are ways and there are, you know, there are creative ways and creative techniques that you can apply and really, you know, connect those dots for yourself to find that clarity, to find, you know, really just clarity is the key. Yeah. And just quickly for our listeners, are you able to explain or just describe the three pillars of the who method? Yeah, absolutely. So the three pillars, one of them I already mentioned is that business client alignment, and that can only happen if you understand yourself as a business. So this is all about a, a second pillar, which is the brain and heart intelligence, which really goes and, uh, you know, extract the, the, the core information, really, you know, the, the understanding of yourself, knowing yourself. So again, you do need to do certain exercises. You do need to put it down, especially on a paper, document it for yourself, download it from your brain. Don't just say, oh, I'm this and that. Okay, that's really, you know, that's really nice. But you actually, there is cognitively, it's so important to download certain things from your brain on a paper or digitally, whatever works for you. You know, everyone has their own way of, you know, capturing things. But really, you know, going through the, the core understanding of yourself as you are your business. Essentially, if you have a business, if you are an entrepreneur, if you are a solopreneur, it doesn't matter. You are your business and the business is reflection of you. So who are you being in your business is crucial to understand, especially if you are a smaller business or just starting out or pivoting or an expert in a field and want to have a side hustle. And then you might be hoping that, that this becomes your main core of income and business. So it depends. The scenarios are different for everyone. So first of all, you know, you need to understand this, write this down. And only then you can connect that business and client alignment. But before that, you do need to understand your people. So you do need to do your customer research. And there is a difference between market research and customer research. This is another thing that people are not understanding or are not being taught. You know, it, it's not your fault if you are actually not aware of that you are not aware, you see. So the last pillar is really, it is a 360 person-centric discovery, which is essentially going and listening to voice of the customer and documenting. And there are specialists in a field that are usually doing this for the companies and gathering this information for the company. And there is a particular way you have to be as a researcher. You need to have that identity to be able to actually capture that information without your personal bias. You see, so the, the bias in the business and bias in a person is huge. If you don't know how to do this, your data will be skewed. And that's the, that's the worst thing. And you will basically capture your, your fantasy. And you just need to understand how to step into this role, into that identity capture 
and then you start basically connecting those dots. So, you know, these three pillars really, this is not a framework, which is because usually frameworks are based on a linear, you know, logical way, step one, step two, step three, you know, the, the whole yep. method really helps you to start where you need to start, because if you already have a good data, guess what? You do not need to go through the process of, you know, 360% discovery. You don't need to do it if you really already have a good data. You might want to fine tune things, but you can immediately start and, and jump into the business and client alignment. And if you still feel there is something odd, you know, that something is not feeling right. And people should really listen to their intuition because intuition doesn't lie. Your brain will lie a lot of times and your brain will argue left and right because it's dual, right? Your left brain and right brain will always be in a kind of a dance, right? So uh, listen to intuition. If something doesn't feel right, you need to go and assess and start with brain and heart intelligence and understand yourself and really get that essence out. And then you will see how things are going to be almost like a, you know, like, like naturally magically start, like kind of a clicking, you know, when you're going to have those little aha moments. Oh, oh, now I understand why that client is driving me crazy, <laughs> for example. And it's crucial because many times people have clients or take on board clients that they shouldn't because they usually become a clients that are nightmare, that are just not aligned with that business owner or with that business. And guess what? Anytime you take on client or you are holding onto a client that do not belong into your world, you are losing a lot because think of the opportunity cost that you are leaving behind. It's massive. It's massive. It's so much better to be able to work with a client that should be in your world, in, in your business, because things just become so much easier and you will love it. You know, it, it's like having a friend on board as part of your team. That's a dream to have that feeling because everything just goes with ease. Yeah, and when we're working with clients who aren't aligned with us, it's not just the hours that we have to put in in terms of effort, but the mental energy that is required to kind of sustain them to a certain expectation. Yeah, And, you know, that in itself can cause a lot of stress to yourself and your business when it comes to delivering a product. And I think we have to learn to sometimes say no to people who aren't, I guess, aligned with our business so that we can, like you said, opportunity cost is work with other people and deliver value and actually enjoy going to work and delivering that value. And yeah, absolutely. Like imagine you are a consultant, you're doing some work for a client. Uh, I don't know, maybe you agency and maybe you are SEO agency as an example, right? Imagine going into your client's business and, you know, and setting the goals and, and working in their business and really freaking loving every moment of it. And you actually feel like you are part of their business and you are getting them results. I mean, it's just amazing service you are providing for someone else. You are helping someone else to thrive. And as soon as that happens, guess what? It's the same for you. It's the same for you. And I'm very glad, you know, that you mentioned the the emotional part, it's crucial because if you are emotionally drained, if you are starting to feel resentful, it's such a bad energy for you. And that's going to have a ripple effect in your business and also in your personal life, because you're going to feel those emotions. And, you know, it's a negative emotion that doesn't really help you to grow and expand. It's the opposite. So, so crucial to know how to let go of the clients that do not belong <laughs> And also have that clear, almost like a checklist uh, when you are onboarding and when you are considering to bring on a new client, 
So you really protect yourself and protect your business from just onboarding a, a wrong client, essentially. When it comes to the who method as well, you mentioned here that personal growth is directly correlated to business growth. Yeah. Now I know that when it comes to entrepreneurship, a lot of the times we can get lost in trying to build our business and trying to make the business succeed. And we'll forget about building ourselves internally and seeking clarity internally. How does one balance, you know, that personal growth, but then also that business growth, switching that priority around? I would say everything starts with your personal growth. Your business will never grow into the levels or into an areas that you wish if you are not that person. So if you are not really becoming that identity of that certain level of the person, then logically you might implement and put everything into your business that's supposed to be there to reach that level. But if you don't feel on a core level, as this is now your part of your identity, subconsciously, you are not going to be able to achieve that because you cannot deceive your subconscious because subconscious is actually running you. So it's crucial, I would say, for anyone, especially solopreneurs and especially entrepreneurs that are struggling right now to have a look into a little bit more of, I don't want to say self-development or mindset improvements and all of those, but have a look a little bit more into the psychology and how the unconsciousness and subconsciousness actually work and how your brain is actually wired and how it works. Because as soon as you understand the triggers that you have and the, the habits that you are, for example, not able to change, if you start learning how to change that, then you, know, you can become essentially anyone you wish to be. You essentially are running at old programs that you've been conditioned by for many years and many people are just never able to get rid of that. Or as soon as you start understanding, you have an opportunity to change that. But if you are not looking into it, you are not aware. It's, it's you know, you have blind spots. So start there, <laughs> really. Everything else will go with that. And for our entrepreneurs who would like to know more about the Who Method, where can they find it or find yourself? You can sign up for the Who Method. I have a waitlist at the moment. It's uh, method.com. And anyone mm -hmm. who would love to connect with me, I think probably the easiest one is just go to my website, which is Zuzana Dobro, which is Z-U-Z-A-N-A-D-O-B-R-O.com. So ZuzanaDobro.com. And in there, I have links to my you know, social media. Connect with me on a LinkedIn if you want or on a Facebook. Add me as a friend and I would be very happy to, you know, chat. Yeah. And I would make sure to have everything in the show notes below as well. Now, when it comes to your business at the moment, we know that COVID-19 has taken a toll on the world and the economy. Has it impacted your business in any way, shape or form? Personally, no, because I've been operating online and, you know, in the past, like even five years, I've been helping even bigger companies with digital transformation also. Mm -hmm. So it kind of came like a side effect of uh, other work that I was doing for the companies, you know, helping them with uh, customer research and, and then really, you know, validating their product. Many of them also struggled how to actually transition their organizations into the more digital world. So I've been basically advising CEOs with certain tools, uh, certain things that I observed in other companies, what people really struggled. And essentially everything is about helping people to transition into the change. Uh, it's all about change. So 
I've been, you know, exposed to that side of the business for quite a few years and everything was happening right now in economy. It's pretty brutal. You know, I don't want to sound pessimistic, but it's still going to get unfortunately worse, especially for small players and small businesses before something new basically can arise out of it. And, you know, in uh, one thing I definitely, I'm a strong believer that in anything that's complicated or in any difficult circumstances, there are a new opportunities. There are always a new opportunities coming out of that. So I'm really just focusing on that. What is there that I can bring in and really help, especially now the smaller businesses to, to, you know, to pivot, to change and hopefully thrive in new environment, new circumstances, because everything always changes. And this is one thing that, again, goes back to people that if they understand that nothing is the same, you know, universe is expanding, which means it's changing all the time. You just need to embrace it. I know it's easy to say so, but really, if you allow for the change, if you allow for that to be part of a normal life and process, it should hopefully ease up the stress a little bit or ease up, you know, that pressure of, of the unknown that we mentioned at the beginning, right, of our discussion. And we're talking about companies being forced to adapt and to change. And I think a lot of the bigger corporations at the moment, or even the smaller ones, there's always a conversation of you need to have some exposure or experience in the online world. You got to go online. You got to be digital. There's this new platform that's coming through. You know, if you're a brick and mortar, you have to find a way to have that online exposure. And I think it's just instead of waiting a couple of years to go online, they've just had to go online now. And that quick sudden change, yes, it's caused some stress, but I think because they're forced to adapt to that in the future, it will just end up being a better business model for most people. Another thing, obviously, that again, businesses need to be aware of is that people's needs and desires change and they will change according to their circumstances. And businesses need to stay on top of this. I would say now, even more than before, because there are some massive changes happening and a lot of people are struggling, you know, a lot of families are being doubtful about like what's next. And, you know, that very honestly, I really, really hope that one day people are, and especially in the schools, kids are going to be taught how to adapt to changes. They're going to be taught more of the emotional intelligence, how to deal with adversity, because this is key to everything. Because then if you understand certain things and if you have tools to work with, then you are so much more resilient to changes and hopefully can work with sudden exposure to adversity and fear. And you are, I would say, faster you can deal with a certain fear, which is very brain, again, I'm going back to brain. It's a brain-based. It's your reptilian brain who is functioning to protect you and to take care of you. That's how it's wired. So if you understand how that is working, you know, you are really able to process through something that's very maybe difficult or impactful in your life suddenly, right? Much faster because if, if you get stuck in that and if you don't have the tools, if you don't understand how to actually deal with it and move on, move forward, then it's a ripple effect. It's a downpointing spiral really for many people. And this is, a, you know, I actually, I see this quite a lot around me, you know, in people. Fear is devastating is the worst thing that you really you can have you know for your health for your mental health <laughs> for everything really in your life talking about fear and resilience to change 
what's a current fear that's going through your, I guess, mind at the moment or a challenge that you're facing in your business? So in my business, I'm not sure if, if it's a fear, but right now I'm really focusing on simplifying even more my messaging and really the work that I want to really give to entrepreneurs. So this is the challenge. It's not a fear. I'm, I'm just going through the, it's a creative process where I am reorganizing the information. So reshuffling things and just always every day I'm asking, uh, how can I simplify this even more? How can I simplify this even more? This is what I'm focusing. So this is my current challenge and fear in my business. I don't know. I don't feel any fear in my business because I have no idea what's going to happen tomorrow. Like, I, mm-hmm. you know, I, I might not even be here tomorrow and you know, that's, it's it. That would be the fact, right? So I am not, yeah, I'm not thinking about the, like you could call it a fearful thought. What ifs, what ifs, what ifs. They're paralyzing and I do not want to be paralyzed, you know, by those thoughts. So I'm actually, you could say mindful about what I allow to make my reality or because everyone has so many I, I don't know how it is for you but everyone you know it's natural that we have a lot of thoughts and those thoughts mm-hmm. are like it, i don't even know the, you know how many thoughts we think during the day right i forgot the number but it's pretty like it's pretty insane when you think about it and as soon as you realize that those thoughts might not even belong to you you are just a processing like a radio so it's really up to you what you decide to bring into your world would you actually speak out loud? So I'm actually very mindful really about what I allow into my world because no one has responsibility for that. How I'm going to feel because thoughts will create feelings. Feelings are not just appearing out of nowhere. If you pay attention and anyone who is listening, this is a test, right? Do a test for yourself. Mm-hmm. Anytime you will have a sudden feeling of something, let's say suddenly you're feeling bad or down or low, that that feeling did not appear out of nowhere. Before the feeling, you had to have a certain thought, something entered into your mind and you made it for a moment, maybe a reality. And that got sent into your body, a signaling, right? The hormones are sent into your body and suddenly you feel something and it's like, oh, why, why is that? You know, why am I feeling so low? And it's because of your thoughts, because of something that you thought about and maybe not resolved or allowed for. So... Yeah, just everyone just be mindful about what you are thinking about. And, you know, it's your responsibility to choose. There's no one is going to choose for you. This is a very simple fact. No one is going to eat for you. No one can drink a water for you. It is your life, your responsibility. And your thoughts is exactly the same. Talking about thoughts manifesting into feelings. In the next 12 to 24 months, what's your plan of attack? Where do you see yourself in the next 12 to 24 months? So where I see myself is really working more and more and more with small businesses, smaller entrepreneurs on their new ideas or really supporting them in a pivot thing and also helping out entrepreneurs maybe with their you know, thoughts or emotional or struggles. So really the internal world uh, to really help them a little bit and really facilitate uh, certain tools and ways of being that work and they change and they have a huge impact, you know, on people. So really me being that facilitator of information and also the right tools for people that really want to have that, you know, independent lifestyle and be more independent and be an independent entrepreneurs and that are currently probably feeling stuck or uncertain or confused. A lot of people are very confused. 
So really bring that clarity into, into how they can actually bring that timeless knowledge into their business and work on that really. It's a foundational piece of any business to work on that and then really go and launch their products or expand uh, or test quickly certain things. So really just helping, helping people that really want to make a difference in the world really with their businesses. I love that you're targeting a lot of the smaller independents, you can say entrepreneurs or solopreneurs, and you know, you're focusing on the foundation, get the foundation right, the business growth and success will just come with it. And so I, I wish you massive success in the future. Thank you so much, Tommy. I really appreciate that. Is there anything that you'd like to speak about that I've forgotten to mention? I mean, look, there are so many things we could be actually talking about, right? In the area of improving your self-management or stress levels or, you know, anything more like a self-growth that ripples into the business growth. But maybe just for everyone, you know, listening, uh, just seek for the information because information is out there and just listen to your intuition and you will, you, you will be guided. You will be. The listeners may not see this, but you have a couple of books in your bookshelf at the back there. Is there a book that you're reading at the moment or a book that you can recommend when it comes to self-help and personal growth? Wow. Uh, <laughs> you know what? Like you asked, and now I'm speaking, this is my intuition speaking uh, through me. Yeah. Because the book that came to my mind immediately is really working with emotions. The, the title of the book is The Feelings Buried Alive Never Die. Yeah. And I forgot the name of the author, but she, uh, it's really, 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 really good. She used to be a, a scientist that just went much more deeper into exploring, you know, what it is actually uh, about the feelings. And it's a tool. That book is actually a tool that you can apply to yourself and really start working uh, with your emotions from a different perspective, this is a manual of how to actually help yourself and explore your emotions. And yeah, this is, this is the book that came to me. I highly recommend to anyone, you know, to start looking into and just resolving certain things they might have. And guess what? Everyone has something because when we were kids, from the moment you are born until you are eight years old, your logical brain is not developed yet. So you're like a sponge. So you just take on anything that's been given to you and said to you, and you think that that's your reality. And that's where a lot of people get damaged in a way because they took on ideas and, and beliefs of someone else. So anyway, that would be the book <laughs> for the yeah, listeners. Yeah. Zazana, thank you for recommending that book. I'll make sure to have that link to the book down in the show notes below as well. Again, thank you for coming on this Stressless Entrepreneur podcast. It's been a pleasure. Tommy, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I really appreciate this opportunity to be able to share. There you have it, guys. Thank you for tuning in to the Stressless Entrepreneur podcast with me, your host, Tommy Bowie. If you like what you've heard today, please make sure you subscribe to our show and share this podcast with your friends. Leave us a review so that we can take on your comments, grow with you as a channel, and keep providing you quality, stress-free content. If you have a story to tell or just want to say hi, drop me an email on hello at thestresslessentrepreneur.com. I'll catch you all on the next episode.